Inside the Cases, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, let, let me let me just say that again. Let me just reiterate that for for someone that that didn't get it. You didn't get it. But listen, the best way to face opposition is still by obedience to the word of God. It doesn't matter how you feel, how you want to say it, what you want to do, you know, and all of no obedience. The Bible tells us obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, that's not a cliche, not just quoting stuff, but it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Now, if you get into the book of Acts, then you'll see that the Lord told Peter and John when they was released from being incarcerated, and said, go and tell the people about this life. Every preacher, every evangelist, every minister, every deacon, teacher, all the apostles did it. Tell the people about this life. That's what he said about uh, about about blessings. No, no, and I'm not saying anything against blessings. Understand that for sure. But he said, "Tell the people about this life. It's something about this life that that you don't get. This lifestyle." that you don't get. Listen, we'll, we're gonna go on and go forward. Again, I wanna thank you for joining the online service of uh, Cornerstone of Grace. If you are looking for church home, growth and ministry, I wanna invite you to join us, to grow with us and be blessed with us. Now, many uh, missed out on a great time of the Lord on Sunday. Uh, the weather forecast was that it was gonna rain it was going to storm. It was going to be catastrophic. And it was none of those things. And I know I don't I know people was being precautions and and that's fine. That's fine. Um, and some went to work. They went to work. Now, God gave us the breath in our bodies. Just like he gave us common sense. But he gave us breath in our bodies, and we use that breath for everything else except him. Uh, we use our abilities for everyone except him. I, I want to encourage you to give your all unto the Lord. Give everything that you have. And I believe it's found in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter that tells us that uh, that is a quality that the Lord is looking for. Uh, he's looking for that type of, of commitment. You know, there, there's a certain commitment that we should present to him. We present it to others, but we don't present it to God. 
And, and that is a question that is questionable. Why we don't present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Why we don't do that? Now we can quote it. We can quote it. Now I'm not talking about those that's not quoting it. I'm talking to those that are quoting it. Now, I'm not talking about talking to those that don't know it. I'm talking to those that do. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 6 chapter, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words, these words, I command you to be in your heart. And so it's not just uh, words, but it's an action. It's an action. Can you, will you love the Lord with all your might? I know that, that some will say yes immediately, but can we really do that? Will you really do it? Will you do it the way that God wants it to be done? I think that's what, what it comes down to. Do we, is it, can we just the, the way, love him the way he wants to be loved? He's already told us how he wants to be loved. This is how I want you to love me. I want you to love me with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. I, I want you to love me that way. And not only do he want you to love him that way, but but I believe that we're supposed to love one another uh, very similar, even as we love ourselves. So if you really love yourself, if you are really into you, then you, then you know exactly what God is saying. You know exactly how he feel and what he wants. And so we're supposed to teach our children that way. So we have to set the example and, you know, and in setting that example, then they'll follow, they'll see it. Listen, every, every Wednesday at 12 a.m. And I, I'm finished with, you know, with everything I just said, I can, I can get a benediction and we can move on and, and everybody go on into the night, go on and start their day, you know, because I, I think that's enough right there for us to meditate on and 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 give God the honor that is deserved unto him and unto his name uh, for this season. But on Wednesday, Wednesday nights at midnight, uh, fast starts. So we're fasting throughout the, uh, the, the continuance uh, throughout the month of August, every Wednesday, uh, all the way through to, the, to September. Wednesday. That's all, all I'm asking the commitment for is to fast on Wednesdays from midnight through uh, 3 p.m. And that you fast for the saving of souls and fast for direction from God. Uh, the Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. And so uh, we should ask wisdom of the Lord. Uh, now, it's, don't ask wisdom from somebody that, should, that have not lived a life. You know, what I mean is that is that if you 25 years old 
unless the person that you're talking to is 25 years old, but they've taken advice of a 50 year old or a 60 year old and have given them some wise advice, then then that's different. I, I recall when growing up and learning about credit, a young man that I went to school with, uh, we bumped into each other when we were talking about life situations. And this time we, we were out of high school. Uh, his name was Isaac and a good friend. And so uh, Isaac said a gentleman, an older man told him how to establish credit and then how to establish and have good credit. He said, you don't go out and buy everything and then say you're going to pay on it. He told him to go and to the jewelry store that will give him credit and, you know, buy a and make your payments biweekly. He said, don't don't pay it off every month. He said, make your payments biweekly. He said, you're going to establish your credit that way. And you're going to have a one credit and don't let nobody mess with your credit. Don't don't let don't co-sign for anyone or anything of that nature. Teach them a lesson about how to establish credit. And so he did that. And when I bumped into him after he told me about it, that was wise advice that someone my age gave me. But they got it from somebody that had learned some lessons. That's different. And so uh, wisdom, ask God for wisdom during the fast. He said, if we lack wisdom, he'll give it to us, whatever you need. Ask God for wisdom and understanding. It helps us in so many situations. It helps us in situations that money can't help us get out of, where an attorney can't help us get out of or anyone else. But God's wisdom can. God's wisdom can help us. And so as we fast, let's let's fast and think about are we being good stewards? Are we being good stewards with what we have? Uh, it doesn't matter how much it is. Oh, if I had a lot. No, no, you got a little. Are you being a steward with that little bit? It, it starts there. He said, he said, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rule over them. It starts there. It starts with a little bit. And so as we fast, let, let's fast. Uh, maybe there's someone that you know that have a situation and they need help. And and so let's fast as you think about them. Pray for them. Don't pray for yourself so much. Pray for them. Pray for others. Call their name out. Lord, lead them. Guide them. You know, pray for that God will give them the wisdom and open their eyes and their understanding as well. If you have questions, I want to encourage you to go to connectingtruth.org. Connectingtruth.org. And uh, and use the contact page. Let us know what the question is, or you know, or maybe you have a fellowship meeting coming up, and you want to invite us. And you want us to support you, um, your meeting. You know, let us know. Let us know. And we have our annual um, leadership conference, which I've been part of and, and, uh, since 2010. Uh, this is on October 5th, 6th, and climaxing on the 8th. If you are in the area, I want to invite you to come. I'm waiting for that information to come from the marketing team. Um, yes. Uh, so that I can post that um, or give you that information as far as uh, I have the location and everything. It's going to be in Monrovia, California. But um, listen. 
if you have something that you want to invite us to, let us know. You know, um, now we're preparing, and it's not too early. You should you should prepare in advance for certain things. But I'm excited because we're preparing for 2024 uh, with three nights of Pentecost, and um, and so that is going to be what um, about 270 days. Um, before the, the 50th day uh, arrives and, and we're going to be celebrating during that week. And so you, you don't want to miss that. I'm looking to make that a, an, a participate, not to just make, but participate in a celebration of what God has done and what he is yet doing. Now we've cast our net into the deep and, and we're getting ready to cast our net out again. And so, again, you know, as we fast and pray, let's pray for what that net draws back in. All right. And so um, let's be mindful of that. And certainly the Lord blessed on Sunday. And uh, as the minister, someone asked me, they said, uh, how was service Sunday? You know, who spoke? I said, Jesus spoke because it was his word that went forth, you know, um, it was his word and his word, it blessed, it really blessed my soul and, um, and others were blessed by what they heard as well. And so let's continue to pray for the ministers, um, pray for your pastors, pray for the evangelists, the uh, teachers, the, uh, the five ministry that God has established. And we're going to go on into Bible class now that I've said all of that. <laughs> Um, and so we're just, we're going to go forward in the word of God. Um, but first let, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your goodness and grace and your mercy, Lord God. Thank you for watching over and keeping us. Thank you for how you have blessed us throughout this day. Lord God, we honor you for your kindness. We honor you for what you have done, Lord God, and that which you are going to do. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are listening and those that We'll listen later as they rise up. Lord God, uh, those that have taken time out of their schedule, Lord Jesus, and just want to thank you, Lord, for uh, the fast that we're on and ask that you would bless each one that participates, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we, we pray and ask that you would you, you would give us the wisdom and knowledge to handle uh, situations as they arise from day to day. Lord God, help us to draw closer to you. Lord Jesus, and to hear your voice, Lord God, and to take heed to your word. Lord God, we want to thank you for your kindness and grace. We want to thank you for your love and mercy in the name of Jesus. If there's any that is sick among us, ask that you would bless them, Lord God, that you would heal them according to your will, Lord Jesus. And you know the unspoken requests that exist. And just pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, and bless according to your will, Lord, have your way. Have your way, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We'll be careful to give you praise, to give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're in the book of Genesis. This is, this is Wednesday, a Bible study. <laughs> and so we're in the book of, we're in the book of Genesis. Touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particulars, dealing with the, uh, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. 
we are touching the creation and the principal person who is the cosmological, the cause of all things, and the teleological, the designing mind behind everything, behind everything. There's, there's nothing uh, that, that he is not involved in. And you have to read uh, John, uh, the first chapter. Matter of fact, you'll, you'll get this, even as you're reading um, uh, through the Bible, you'll see that there, there's nothing that was done without the word, the word, the word. Uh, the word moved upon the face of the deep. It, it was the word, the word, everything that God lightened upon, everything that God spoke and it took act, the word, his word is it. And the Bible even tell us that his word is exalted above his name. It's exalted above his name. And, and we know how he feel about his name. And, and so um, now Genesis chapter beginning at the first verse it says after these things the word of the lord came unto abram in a vision saying fear not abram i am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward and i read this because i want you to remember uh, that god is your protection and he is your greatest reward uh i don't care what you find you, you find a lottery ticket and it has uh seven figures on it or more I want to remind you that God is still your greatest reward. Um, that money can will help you and do a lot of things for you um, when you cash that ticket that you found, you know. Um, but God is still your greatest reward, and so let, let's remember that. Don't let don't um, don't lose that focus. He is your greatest reward. And then the 17th chapter in the first verse, it says when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And so the day comes that all of us have to cut out our shenanigans. Whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it was, you know, don't, don't ever pick it back up. And the Lord spoke to Abram and, you know, that's a long time. Now, Abram was already, what, 75 years old when the Lord began dealing with him. And that was him. You don't have to wait until you're 75. My advice to you is not to do that. <laughs> don't wait. You're not Abram, you know, and, and so and you're not married to Sarah and 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 he didn't promise a nation from your loins and all of that. So, no, don't 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 play that game. Don't do that. Don't wait. Give God your youth. Give God your while you have strength, while you have energy. Give that to him. Give that to the Lord. Now, we're going into the 20th chapter of Genesis, beginning at the eighth verse. And so I'm going to start reading from there. And so um, the Bible says, therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called his servants and told all these things in their ears. And the men were so afraid. Now, if you recall, Abimelech um, had seen Sarah. Again, Sarah is up in age and in her age, she's looking mighty good. And he sees her and he um, and Abraham had told her again, say you my sister 
Uh, he's fearing for his life. He's having a moment as many of us have walked into situations or thought about the situation that was that we were facing and we had a moment. Abraham having a moment. And so the Bible said, then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, what hast thou done unto us? And what have and what have I offended thee that thou brought on me and upon my kingdom a great sin? And thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? I mean, what what persuade what, what's going on, man? And let me not get ahead of myself. And Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And yet indeed, she is my sister. She is my daughter, my father uh, of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife and it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said unto her, uh, this is thy kindness, which thou shalt show unto me at every place, whether we shall go. Come, say of me, he is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants and gave them to Abraham and restored unto him Sarah's wife. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee, dwell where it pleases thee. And unto Sarah, he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver behold he is to thee a covering of the eyes unto all that are with thee and all and with all others thus she was reproved so abraham prayed unto god and god healed abimelech and his wife and his maid servants and they bear children and the lord had fast closed up all the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah's, Abraham's wife. Now, we took the topic that, um, a very simple um, thing for us all to think about, and that is uh, actions. Our actions, your actions, my actions, whatever we take, uh, have an impact, has an impact on everyone. And so we need to be careful about what we do. We, we have to be careful. This is so important as far as we do, what we say, how we act, how we conduct ourselves, because there is an impact. There's an impact. There is an impact. Uh, it ain't gonna hurt nobody. No, it's an impact. Your actions are actions. No matter how you phrase it, there will be some sort of impact, and it is based on what you did or did not do. Therefore, Bimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men were so afraid. Now, remember, Abimelech had a dream. He had this visitation from the Lord. God warned him. Now, note this, that 
the thing about God is that he sends warning. He sends warnings. And you don't know what that warning might be. Now, I recall the warning that caught my life, that stirred me up. And when I was back in a safe place, I immediately went to the pastor and told the pastor, I do not want God to put me in the hospital or any place else to get my uh, because I was in a place where it was about to be life, death, certainly bodily injury was going to occur where I was at. And that was over 30 something years ago. And so um, God knows how to get our attention and he knows how to warn us. And, and so um, I was at work, I was in the Hollywood Hills uh, working and I was in a place um, found myself stranded. Now, yet I was at work, but I found myself stranded and in a position where when the um, that it became a terrible place. It was not it was not good. And um, so God knows what to do to get everyone's attention. He knows what to do. The fear of the Lord came upon me. I could not go to sleep at night. I would not do anything. I was terrified. I was terrified. And so God knows what to do. Ladies, he know what to do. Now, ladies, I say that as in to say, I'm talking to our married sisters, talking to those that are married. You be faithful to God. You don't beat your husband up with a with a hammer. You don't put scriptures on it like... <laughs> You know, you write scriptures on his pancakes or nothing like that. You know, no, you don't need to do that. When you make him a cup of coffee, don't turn the cream into a cross and a Bible. No, don't do any of that. Just be faithful to God. Be faithful. And let God, same thing, gentlemen, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. There's uh, there's so many testimonies and others. That I knew a brother that um, he's now a minister. And he wanted to come to church and see why his wife was attending service, coming home happy and, and everything. And um, why is she being so faithful? And the Lord has stirred her heart up. And uh, I tease him to this day and say he caught the vapors, you know. And so he is faithful because he came. He was just sitting in the back of the church. After a while, his seat began to change and things began to happen. And here he is today. Uh, ministering the word of God. And, and so God knows how to get attention. He knows just what to do. He knows just what to do. After a while, the the, the taste of stuff that we were uh, indulging in began to leave. We don't want it no more. Don't even know why. I didn't even realize sometime that we had stopped doing certain things. That's called sanctification. God sent his warning and, and he does the same thing. He may send it through a minister. He may send it through a stranger. Don't, don't tell people, don't be judgmental. But the word of God has already judged all of us. What people are saying when they say, don't be judgmental there, what they're really doing is saying that, that you, you ain't no good. And they putting you down uh, to make that statement. And, and well, it's an excuse I mean, we're not going to spend time. But listen, God sent his word. He sends it already. 
Genesis 23 said, But God came unto Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Thou art but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's now, if you're not, if you're, if you're looking for God to step into the, to some chaos and step into a situation, again, he already has because he sends his word and his word is our, it governs whatever situation it is. Uh, even if someone is just repeating it, uh, then it, it, the word of God has already judged every situation, every matter. And so Abimelech find himself under the, the, the mighty hand of God because God's word has spoken that he has taken another man's wife. Now, Isaiah 65 and 24 says, and it shall come to pass uh, that before you call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And I, I read that to let you know that whatever situation you have going on in your life now, that you can find a solution for it in the word of God. Now, will you take heed to, to what God is saying? Because see, everything involves labor. People pray and say, well, I want, uh, I'm, they want to pray about a job, but they won't get up and go look for it or prepare for it. I was talking to a, to a man and actually I've been talking to several people and telling them that, look, uh, you're going to have to do more than just pray. You're going to have to prepare. You need to prepare. Now, while you're praying, someone else is preparing. And then they'll walk through the door and add prayer to it. And you you haven't prepared, but you want, you want to pray about it. But they prepared. They were being diligent. And the Bible says the diligence shall bear rule. How diligent are you? How, are you taking things serious enough to do something about the situation? The Bible tell us to study to show ourselves approved. So one of the people I'm talking to don't they don't never talk about studying. I asked them, "Are you studying? Are you investing yourself, investing into yourself?" And the answer is no. And then the other one is yes. I've spent time today studying and preparing for an exam that I'm going to take in the medical field. So you have two different, but the word of God is dictates what's going to happen, what's going to be the outcome. So whatever is going on in our lives as believers, know that the word of God has already spoken on our behalf. But we have to apply what has been spoken. We have to do it. Now, God hears us and he provides answers to us in various ways and to our questions that we have already asked. Whatever question that may come to your mind, you can find an answer for it in the word of God. Even to the point where when you don't hear anything, the Bible said, stand still. You have to wait. But in your waiting, how do I wait on God? You, the Bible said, occupy till I come. And see, the word of God tells us to occupy till I come. So that means you should still be doing something. Now, let's, let's go on. Now, God hears us and he provides answers to various questions already. But as some have already stated, or pastor, I have an issue and they are speaking and have spoken correctly. Uh, is you, is you. Yes, right there in the word, it, right there in the word issue, it's you. That's where the problem lies. And so we have to get over 
ourselves and apply what God has said. Now, Abimelech did not have an issue. He understood his rights. And so did God. Now, Genesis 20 and 4 says, but Abimelech had not come near her. And he said to the Lord, and he's talking to God, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? Uh, his, his, he, he was correct in what he did and what his intentions were. Now, the sixth verse says, and says, and God said unto him in a dream, yea, I know that thou did this in the end of thy heart. So remember, that's a, a righteous nation, and we call America calls itself a a God fearing nation, which is only partly true. I live in America, and I do fear God, so that that gives some truth to it. Um, but that's not to say the political stance and leadership and others in whatever role that they are fear God in that way. Um, that and it, we have to fear God in such a that way that we don't allow our good to be evil spoken of. That's Bible. That's Bible. Well, listen, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. So God held him back so that he did not sin against him. Now, how did God do that? What did he do to him? Because remember, we as we read in the scripture earlier, a few minutes ago, um, the whole nation was afflicted. Something was going on with everybody. Then Abimelech called Abram, Abraham and said unto him, what has thou done to us? What have I, what have I done? How have I offended you that thou brought upon me and my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to have been done. Man, you are, man, you are, <laughs> I could only imagine that Abimelech was like, man, you, you are a trip. What's, what's up with you? What's, what's, what's going on with you? He, now, Abimelech, I, I just believe that the man was hot. I could only imagine him being angry, but at the same time, after seeing the dream, that he was very cautious. It don't mean he wasn't upset, but I, man, he probably quaking in his boots, as they say, and he was upset. He had a right to be. He had a right to be angry, and at the same time, he didn't sin. The Bible tells us to be angry and sin not. So, yeah, emotionally, you, you may get twisted, bent out of shape. Somebody say something, do something, and you want to, you yourself want to turn into hellfire and brimstone on them. But don't. Don't. We're not supposed to. Uh, the Bible tells us sin not. Abimelech might have been angry, but he didn't sin. Now, I, I just, as I was reading this, I thought about church folks. The church folks is different from saints, okay? Now, God calls his people saints, and you, you find that from Genesis to Revelation. But church, 
I'm talking about church folks, those that have testimonies, testimony that saints and uh, saints and friends, the testimony, testimony services open for those that would like to testify and tell the goodness of God. And then you have Sister Salad. Sister Salad stands up. First, I like to give honor to God and uh, to the household of faith. And, and so it begins. And by the time it finishes, we heard a story about how if if, if Sister Salad was not saved, she would have went off. She would have used words that that others would not have used and she would have, you know, and she would have laid her salvation down and not, and all of this kind of stuff. That's not a testimony. Neither is a testimony, man. I would have looked, I would open a can. No, no, that's not a testimony. That's not something we stand up in church and talk about. That means that there are still some issues that needs to be resolved. Yeah. It needs to be resolved. Now, there's a difference, and I know what I'm saying. There's a difference in, in when you you might be with someone and you're explaining to them that, man, look, something happened, you know, and it made me feel a certain way. And, and I, I really, you know, I wanted to, I could have, but I didn't. There's a difference. There's a pastor, and this pastor was gangster, Mr. Brown. And I'm not making up no names except Sister Sally. That's a made up name. But Pastor Brown, uh, he was a gangster in Chicago. And um, this man, everybody knew him. And God made a difference in his life. He got saved. One of the members in the church was just riding him, just all over him, just going off, just eating him up. I don't know what provoked it, but this man stood there being humble because he wanted to be saved. And that man, tears were just flowing down his face. And I guess that now the pastor, the pastor who who was um, there at that time, came over to that brother and pulled his coattail and said, man, he's not crying because you're all over him. He's crying because how God has delivered him because if God did not him, you would be in a world of hurt right now. There's a difference. That man never stood and talked about what he would have done or anything like that, that I'm aware of. My point is, is that when God humbles us, we should remain humble. Abimelech remained humble humble, even though he was upset, even though he had been, um, uh, evil was brought up on him. And like, he said, what did I do? Why? Why? And Abimelech, the 10th verse, and Abimelech said to Abraham, what sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? Now Abimelech is scratching his head. Man, what, what did I do to you? Why? We all should be asking the same question before committing any act. Why? Why am I doing this? Abraham could have, he, the Lord had already spoken to him. I'm your exceeding great reward. I'm your protector. I'm your shield. And yet here he is doing this. We need to remember and we need to ask ourselves, find ourselves committing it is going to hurt someone else. 
Our actions begin with the thought process. Same as Abram, Abraham was thinking. And then there's a presentation. I'm going to, your presentation could be PowerPoint, Visio, Power BI. <laughs> you know, it all starts with the process of something audible or dynamically displayed, source of information. Now, Jeremiah 17 and 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the rings, even, uh, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Matthew 15, verse 11 says, not that which goeth out of, a, out of the mouth to follow a man, but that which cometh, excuse me, not that which goeth into the mouth to follow the man, but that which cometh out that defileth the man. All right. The 18th verse says, but those things which proceeded out of the mouth come forth from the heart. When people, oops, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, you did. It was in your heart to say it. That's why you said it. Okay. It's better to just be honest and say, look, this is, this is the way I feel. Rather than to, you know, help me to understand if I'm, if my feelings are wrong, but we say some things, do some things, you know, and carry out some things and then try to say, oops, I didn't mean to do that. The microphone was left on and now I have to apologize. If that microphone was not on, you wouldn't be apologizing. Verse 20, these are the things which defile the man, but to eat with unwashed hands, psh, we did that growing up. When you were a kid, at least I know when I was a kid, You'd be outside playing and with my cousins and everyone, we didn't trample all through the house. We weren't allowed to go through the house to do anything, not to go from the back front yard. You was in the backyard. You went along the side gate and you went to the front if you was. And it better be a reason that you was in the front yard and not the backyard. They brought peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And you ate that outside. You didn't, your hands was yet dirty because you was climbing the peach tree and pulling out peaches and eating plums and and having and throwing stuff at each other and playing football and basketball and 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 uh um tetherball and all of that kind of stuff and so you were dirty and you ate with dirty hands you, you didn't get all cleaned up wasn't no wipes to wipe your hands off well here's some wipes wipe your hands no you rinse your hand off with some water hose and, and chances are you rubbed them off on your clothes and you ate your peanut butter and jelly sandwich with gladness. Okay. It's deed with dirty hands is not, does not defile a person, but what comes out of you. Now, like you and I, there are some things, some fine tuning that needs to be, that needed to be done with Abraham and Sarah before the promise arrived. Now, you may have uh, completed some things, some areas in your life, which is wonderful. I believe that there are some areas in your life that you have perfected by the grace of God. You are, as Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. So you are who you are and what you are by the grace of God. And that is great. And then there's some other areas that need to be completed. God is so wonderful. He don't pile everything on us at one time and tell us a hundred things is wrong with us like we have done to each other. He'll just give you a little bit, work with you a little bit at a time. 
we should do that with one another, work with each other a little bit at a time. God knows what those areas are, and that's not nothing to do with a flesh frenzy either. You know, I just can't help it. No, 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 that's not God. The, the can't help it is not God, okay? So Abraham said, because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place. They will slay me for my wife. So uh, the question is, is, you know, where did you get that from? Why would he even think that about, about Abimelech and the people? Now, we know when he went to Egypt that obviously their reputation, well, maybe others had same, similar reputations, and God afflicted Egypt. He afflicted them bad. And so, and so they got kicked out of Egypt. They got blessed because they blessed them. The Lord said, whoever bless you, I'm going to bless them. Whoever curse you, I'm going to curse them. And so they gave him and increased him. They said, why? Abram, something's going on with Abram or Abraham. Well, was he being self-righteous? Everybody's wrong, but sometimes you find people acting that way looking at you that way talking to you that way he, he obviously he was being judgmental he said surely i thought the fear of god is not in this place well how would you know did you ask you cannot and should not judge a book by its cover if you take the time sit down and read the book and allow the book to read you I'm confident that opinions can and will be changed. Okay. So the 12 verse says, and yet indeed, she is my sister. She's my sister. She's the she's my the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. And, and so uh now you can't see me. You 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 guys, you can't see. <laughs> Uh, you can't see me, um, but I, I want to, uh, but I, I'm, I was listening to what, what was saying and what he was saying to Abimelech, you know, and he told him, he said, when, when God had had me wander away from my father's house, he, he's telling them a story. I, I said to her, this is how you show your love to me. Everywhere we go, say of me that I'm your brother. Tell them I'm your brother. If you love me, you're going to do that. And so I have my little violin out for that little fake story. But that's what he did. Now, it came to pass when God caused him to wonder. He's given this story. He's looking for some pity here. I'm going to change lanes for, for a little moment here, only for a moment, because he told Sarah, if you love me, if, you know, then um, you'll do this. La ladies, one of the oldest lines in the book, before you get married, and, and you might've heard it if you are married <laughs> afterwards, if you love me, if you love me, you're going to look that line is so old, it still have cobwebs on it, but it's, it's being used constantly. 
if you love me. And it usually is usually said in some type of emotional state. And, and sometimes it, it, it fit, it, it, it pulls on your heartstring. And I don't know how that came about to be a line that has worked over the centuries that you don't love me. And, you know, because we want, you want to have sex with me. You don't love me. And then you're walking around with the package and he's gone on his way or he's graduating in college and you in college when you intended because you gave up the cookies. Don't give up the cookies. If he loved you, he can wait. If he loves you, he'll sit down and talk to your dad. That's, that's my saying is that if he loves you, he will tell me, he will come let me know how much he loves you. And, and so you need to make sure that you're careful and don't fall for that line. Gentlemen, don't use it. And, and I'm sure we all have stories, but uh, to my gospel daughters and my sons, don't go for that line. Tell them your dad used it, your uncle used it, you know, and now you, man, you found that little book and now you're trying to use it. Don't, don't, don't even go there. Don't go there. That line, that line should not be working for anybody. Really. It shouldn't. That's how old it is. Uh, listen, I said, I was, so I'm getting back. I'm going back to my other lane. Okay. The, that kind of love got Abraham and Sarah in trouble. It got Abimelech and everyone in the kingdom in trouble. And Abimelech took the, the sheep and oxen and manservants and women servants and gave them unto Abraham and restored him, Sarah, his wife. And Abimelech said, behold, my land is before thee. Now, I want you to, to look at this here, because when this occurred down in Egypt, Pharaoh told Abraham and Sarah, get out of here. I don't want to see you around here. Abimelech tells him, look around and um, whatever you see, the land is here. You can you can feel free to graze and to be wherever you you want you please to stay at. And unto Sarah, he said, behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of thy eyes. Ladies, understand your husband is your covering. And, and husbands understand your wife is not a side piece. She is your covering. And yes, I do have scripture for that. Um, he's a covering of your eyes unto all that are with thee and with all others. Thus she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid servants and they bear children. Let's read that again. And Abraham prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid servants and they bear children so up to this point the affliction was still upon them when nothing happening that night was nothing gonna be happening until abraham the prophet god called him a prophet prayed for him and he was healed now the bible tells us that 18 verse and the lord had fast closed up the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. So that night, man couldn't, 
women might have wanted to and couldn't. And I believe all those that would that wanted uh, was, you know, we talk about being hangry, you know, when you're hungry and angry at the same time, I, I think they may have been hangry too. And, and so um, Abimelech, I, I wonder if Abimelech had invited Sarah into his house. Certainly she was in the kingdom in his possession. Um, if he had plans that night, if he was trying to, to, to uh, marinate the situation, I'll put it that way. The Bible doesn't say, but Abimelech did take her and gave her back. They were afflicted. Everybody, everybody was suffering that night because of what Abraham and Sarah did. Be careful what you do. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you act because someone is going to be impacted by you and your actions. Amen. Listen, let's, let's remember to fast on Wednesdays. Let's say the same we'll be back on Sunday morning, but I just want to put this out there that we're fasting for those that came on late, you know, remember to continue to fast and to ask God for wisdom and knowledge. You know, if you have questions, please let us know. Visit connectingtruth.org and, and let us know if you desire fellowship. You know, let us know how we know you don't say anything. If you like us, we have a meeting coming up in the month of October, October 5th, 6th, and 8th. Um, and so you may want to join us for that. If you're certainly in the Los Angeles County, Riverside, San Bernardino area. And, you know, and we're posting, we are posting and getting information up on our website regarding uh, the uh, Pentecost, which before we're counting down, you know, no, they didn't think it was strange to count down the football season and to put up a counter for that or to put up a counter for basketball. And I don't think it's strange to put up a counter for a great celebration. And some of them are uh, celebrating too, because some athletes are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. You, you just never know who you're going to meet. The Bible said, be careful. Many have met angels unaware. And, and so you don't know who you're going to run into and what they be doing um, in serving the Lord. But listen, uh, let's be prayerful. Let's be faithful unto God. Pray for someone. Pray for me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth, now, and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.